What's going on, everybody? This was the most entertaining race, as usual, but I think by a landslide this year. Silverstone did not disappoint. Yeah, I mean, that's two years in a row for us that we've been covering it that it's just, it's so much fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. A lot that happened. Um, shout out to Carlos. Um, first race ever, 150. 150 races later, he gets his first win. Like... There were moments in the race where you could see him folding a little bit with the pressure, but he won, and shout out to him. He's a race winner. Did he impress you? Nah. No, it didn't do anything for me. I mean, he obviously had the softs. Charles was on the hard. Charles was had damage. Like, he needed a win, and he's a race winner, so I don't want to discredit that, but overall, so much happened in this race. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the race... Charles still found more raw pace out of that car with a broken wing than Carlos. So, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, I'll but that. He, he's a race winner, and he won uh, a race this season, and we were starting to think he probably wasn't going to win a race. No, for sure. I didn't think he would win a race. But, uh, I mean, everything went in his favor. So, if that's what it takes for him to win a race, then, yeah, we'll leave it at that. But congratulations, Carlos. I, I'm sure you want to jump into see, Mercedes. So well, we, can we can get there. Did you see um, at the end of the race, Bonato and Charles? No, I didn't see what happened. Bonato like pulled him aside and was like wagging his finger in his face. It's like I don't understand. Like the the um, I don't know. Like I feel like Ferrari has this. You're in Ferrari. You follow the rules. You have to act a certain way. I mean, that's just that's an organization the thing though, isn't it? Yeah, it's just, you could tell Charles was upset and Bonato was giving him, like, a talking to. Yeah, I mean, this, the best franchises in the world, like, you hold yourself to a certain way when you play for Golden State. You hold yourself to a certain way when you play for the Spurs. You hold yourself a certain way. Like, what's different than Ferrari? Um, I mean, I'm not saying it's different. I just find it almost kind of like a, almost a bit too too much as far as, like, they have a code of you, conduct. You're a, you're a good boy at Ferrari. Well, if you want to drive for Ferrari, that's the rules, right? Yeah. It's, it's no different than you wanting Vettel to race race instead of complaining about things, right? It's the same thing. You, you want people to race, and if they sign a contract to their code of conduct, it is what it, it is. is. what it is, right, with Ferrari yeah. specifically. So where do you want to dive in? Obviously, Carlos wins, but do we, uh, I mean, that accident at the start of the race was absolutely insane. Yeah, we can start at the start. So I know we talked on text. Was it a good start by Lewis or a bad start by Carlos? Well, both of the Ferraris had a bad start. And Checo. Yeah. You saw how long and it Lewis, took Checo. Lewis obviously took the opportunity. I mean, it takes two to tango. So, you know. No, but I'm saying, which one is it if you have to pick one? Bad start or good? Bad well, start? they visibly had a bad start. Yeah. I just want to clear it up because we ha we had the discussion on text. Yeah, but it so I takes, to see where like I always at. say, it takes two to tangle. So in order for you to have a good start and get ahead, I mean, you can have, have you can have starts. a normal start and they have bad starts and yeah. it looks like a good start, right? So I just wanted to see where your head was at after with the replay. Oh, um, definitely. They and they their tires. Che I mean, Checo's tire like he he got off a really bad start. Yeah, like Checo was really bad because you. I don't think we saw um, Carlos's view, but you got to see Checo's view. And it was just like, he was just sitting still yeah, for the first like half a second. Both Ferraris and Checo almost like stalled. Well, I think, no, the Carlos was fine when you looked at the data. It was just Max's tires because he had the same reaction time that Max did. He was actually quicker. It was his 0 to 100 that were, it was almost like a 0.4 up. If you went to go look, if you look back at the that. race, yeah. So it had nothing to do with Carlos to start. It had to do everything with tires and like... That's the difference when you have softs, right? So, um, interesting how they did the, the rules, though, but um, how they... It made sense after, because we're all like, why the hell are they starting it when people yeah. are going back in their spots? But it made sense, because they, they literally red-flagged it. it before they even left the first sector. So That's right. It, it made sense, but, um, yeah, I think it was... I think people underestimate the difference between having a hard or soft for a start, and that's, it made no difference when George started on hearts. George had no grip on the hearts, and that's why he had such a bad start. That's right. And then, boom, obviously, what happened, happened. So, And that's George's fault. I know we talked about it briefly, but I'm blaming that on George. He pulled yeah. a little bit to the left. He probably should have stayed in his, on his racing line. That was that accident when you watch the replays and from different angles. Like, it's to think that the car was going that fast upside down is so scary. Yeah, I wonder if Joe's going to have the same conviction when he races. Like, that's a, that's this a life scary event. This is his first event. major shunt. I mean, I don't think any, like, 
That's a bad, like, that's not like your normal accent where you go into a wall. You're flipping, you're sliding this ground, like, it's different. It's also, like, same race, back-to-back years where there's massive accents that are at high, high gravity. Yeah, I don't, I don't even think they got that fast yet, though. They said they were almost at 160 miles. Yeah, but like Lewis and Think were, I guess so. Yeah, maybe. It didn't seem like, it, feel, it felt Did, like it happened so early. Actually, no. Happened at the first corner, basically. Like, probably about 100 minutes. Before, yeah, and not only did he go flying upside down, he, the car then flipped over the barrier into the fence. Yeah, it's it crazy. I don't know if you saw the picture that ESPN posted, but, like, with Joe's head, like, pretty much wedged into the wall. Yeah, it wasn't the halo wedge in the wall, and he was just... Yeah, like, his helmet was... It was it looked like he was stuck, but crazy. Was his head actually stuck on the wall? There was just very little room, like very oh, little clearance. Because you said it was wedged. I said that must have been painful. I mean, it, it didn't look little. comfortable, but absolutely crazy, man. Yeah, no, it, it was a crazy accident. For and me, he walked was, away from it. I mean, we don't know what happened to Albon. He had to go to Albon's the hospital. Fine. I don't, I, he just hit his head. He might have a concussion, but he should be fine. Yeah. But overall, I mean, that's what the Halo's there for. I'm glad no Joe's doing okay. Um, he was at, he was at the race at, by the end of it. Yeah, he was, he was yeah. at the race. Albon was at hospital. Yeah. But maybe Albon's a little bit more serious because he went head first. Absolutely crazy, man. Like, well, thank God for the halo, bro. Saved Lewis's life last year. Well, at least a lot of pain and it saved, it uh, saved, yeah. um, it saved a lot of people's life. Yeah. I mean, has it recently? I mean, obviously Grosjean. Did it save Grosjean? Yeah. Well, he went right through a bit. Uh, it would have taken his whole head off. Is that, is he that went what through they that said? barrier, yeah. Okay, cool. I didn't know that. I didn't really pay attention to the Grosjean accident. But, you know, people obviously were not a fan of the Halo when it first got, you know, introduced. And it's pretty proven now. So, I don't think anyone's... No, it's there for safety. And I don't care if it looks ugly. It does look ugly, but it's it's there for it's there for safety. So, it doesn't matter. You have to you have to give these drivers as much safety as possible, right? So, I'm all for it. Um, so, Max... I will say this, Red Bull's still, Red Bull's the best car by far. Yeah, and now we know whatever is on their floor, they don't want people to know about it because obviously once there was damage to it, Max's car was not nearly what it is. What do you mean by that? Well, they said the damage happened on the floor. The car yeah. looks fine visibly from when you just see it, but what the commentary was discussing was whatever it is, that's a major part of their car. Yeah, you said they don't want people to know though. Of course, nobody wants to give away their secrets. But you, you, your floor is disclosed. They said it was a floor issue. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think they did, held it as a floor. You know, like, they didn't know it was a floor at the time. And then they found out as the race went on. And that's why Red Bull confirmed with the broadcast that it was mm-hmm. the floor. I don't think that it's a, like, it was a big deal for them to like, know that it was the floor being an issue. But yeah, I mean, floors are everything now. That's the thing. Like, with, with, there's no side skirts. There's, no, there's like... It makes your downforce. So even when um, Charles's car had that electrical issue at the start of the race, like they had all of their engineer engineers covering the cameras because they don't want people taking a look or getting pictures of what actually is going on. Yeah, for sure. No, it's like so. There is still a level of secrecy that the teams try to, you know. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's that's the reality of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, no, I get what you're saying. I was just confused about the way you worded it, but. Man, the Red Bull cars are just better. They are. They're faster. I think I mean, Mercedes is in the Ferrari's class, but they're still not in Red Bull's class. No, that that's 100% fair. And we saw it with... Today, everything that happened to Checo was perfect. Like, he went long. The safety car happened. He had such a great rest of the race, and the timing worked in his favor. Yeah, I mean, you got to give him credit, right? Although he got the safety car, even if he didn't get the safety car, he still would have finished, like, sixth if he pitted, right? Um, he ran a great race. He was in fifth or sixth, like pretty much he ran in that position pretty much after like lap after lap 20 something. Yeah. He was like pretty much up there, like halfway through the race. And he was just, he was chilling there and then boom, safety car happened. I don't, I don't understand Mercedes strategy. I didn't get it at all. I don't think it was bad, but it didn't make sense. Like, why would you let Charles make up two seconds on Lewis or second and a half just to pit him early? Mm-hmm. You could have gone long. You either go long or you or you commit to yeah. it early, right? There was a window where they could have committed to it, and then they stayed out a bit longer, lost time, and then pitted, and then obviously had a slow pit. Yeah, so that that was, I mean, that plays a part in it, but you were up almost 20 seconds on Charles. 
You were 19 and a half. Yeah. And then by the time you pitted, you're down to 18 and three. Yeah. So to me, there was just that um, you lost something with the pit. And it just didn't make sense because you either commit to going long and going with the softs or whatever the strategy was, or you just pitted a couple laps after Charles did. Mm-hmm. And right? then also, um, even when they did mirror um, Carlos in the safety car, which I think was the right move, I feel like it's known, and Lewis said it too, like the Mercedes doesn't react well on the softs. I don't think it's that. I, I think the car did well. I think the car just takes a while to get temperature to the tires. Yeah. That's all it was. Because, yeah, once, obviously, he did get the fastest lap. Once, he, yeah, he was, once he had temperature in the tires, even when you thought about his mediums. Like, I think this car just sucks at really bringing the temperature up in the tires, and they'll have to figure out how to how to work around that. But, yeah, I don't think restarts are beneficial for them because it's just, yeah, the car just isn't. Every, even when you think of, like, when the year first started, George always said, it's better to get two warm-up laps before we do a hot that's lap, right. right? So I just think the car just really struggles with bringing temperature to the tires. Overall today... Um, their pace was Lewis's pace was right on par with Ferrari. Yeah, I I would say it's it's on par with Red Bull and them, but I'm not fooled yet. I'm not sold yet. And we saw like after the restart, the, the Mercedes didn't have, not have the pace that Checo had. No, like, he did. He he had the pace. You got to think about it. He got held up by Carlo. I mean by Charles when he had to pass Charles. That's where Car- Car- Checo got the distance. And when you saw. Once he got that two to three seconds, that never, uh, that never yeah. widened. It never widened. It was just that, it, yeah, the reason I say it is right at the restart, but that's because Lewis struggled to get temp, uh Yeah, I mean, and, and, and the Red Bull's just better down the straight. Yeah. So it's hard for him to catch down the straight, but he's not making up enough time in, obviously, where he's faster in the low-speed corners, which, like I said, it's very opposite of last year where Mercedes had the monster down the straight while Red Bull is really good in this corner. So it's interesting to hear all the everybody say that, Mercedes was so good in Beckett's and like, yeah, they, the they were the speed. best co- coming through the most technical circuit. So going to be an interesting fight, but I'm not sold on Mercedes. Are you sold on them yet? I think that what I want, this is what I'm sold on. Mercedes is going to have a chance to compete for the constructors. No, they don't. I think they will. Okay. So why, why are you sold on them though? Um, what, 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 what changed your mind this weekend? Well, they obviously brought a brand new floor, brake ducts, new wing. The mm-hmm. upgrades were there. We've got, I think, uh, two more races till summer break. We have Austria, and then we have Paul Ricard, and then we have Hungarian. Belgium, don't we? Oh, no. Hungarian. So we got three yeah. races. Three races. Um, and I think that just listening to Toto talk about the, what they learned uh, just in the short time since these upgrades... The optimism that's coming out of Toto is exuding a, a level of confidence that he hasn't talked about all season. So they they obviously are happy with the upgrades. They're happy with the data. They must know something that we don't. And I think that um, today, had George not had that incident, they would have got big points. And heading into the rest of the year, it's we we know how you can turn an entire season around. That's fair, but did Max have an issue? Yeah, of course. Did Max Checo had an, have an issue, issue for sure. Did Charles have an issue, but we've both said that the we we know that Mercedes, if they unlock this car, great, there's potential. But when it so that's the first part is that okay, the car can be there. But two down the rest of the season, we've also both said that they have the best driver pairing. They do, but you're fighting with two other teams. So how can they make up such a big gap? Like where do you see? It? Like well, you're asking the gap for, isn't big between second and third. I mean, Ferrari. Ferrari's definitely put a dent in it after today. Twenty-five plus, plus. Uh, so here's here's the difference between Mercedes and Ferrari. It's sixty points. So the gap's still decent, but the gap between Red Bull and thing is quite large. How is a hundred, hundred and twenty. So that's large. Yes. Right. But my point is, is that yes, I understand where the optimism optimism comes from, but I think you're comparing it to last year how things can flip. But there's three teams fighting this year. There's not yeah. two. So. Theoretically, let's say Red Bull has a shit weekend, but you could just finish 3-4 against Ferrari. Yeah, you have to beat Ferrari. I think you have to be dominant. You know, when I say there's a chance, obviously, I'm just throwing numbers here. It's not a good chance, but it is now going to put a level of, you know, just competitiveness into the rest of the season. So I'm not sold on the car because this is the optimal circuit for them. It was the best possible circuit for them. So that's why I'm but not But the next few it. circuits are also 
not necessarily That's street fine, circuits. But when we get onto a bumpy circuit, what's going to happen to the car? We'll, we'll see. So I'm not sold on Mercedes at all until they can prove that. Ferrari and Red Bull have proven they can op- operate well on any circuit. I think this is probably Ferrari's one of their worst tracks. I think when you get to like Mexico and stuff, you see how dominant they are. Like those tracks that Red Bull dominated last year. I think the Austrian Grand Prix, I think will be Red Bull favorite. That's their home. Uh, that's their home circuit. Theoretically. But my, my whole thing is I'm not sold is because this was the most optimal track for Mercedes car and they couldn't even finish first. Yeah. So when I throw that until they've shown me more, I'm not saying it's impossible that they're that, that their car is back there yet. But this was the best possible chance. Max had an issue. Checo had to sw- swap his wing. Charles uh, had wing damage. And we obviously know Carlos isn't there. So you had three of three out of the uh, out of the four competitors have issues and they only got a third place. Mm-hmm. So for me, really think that that I can't be optimistic yet. Yeah, I, I'm still really like, okay, you guys have, I know you said they would make up pace. They caught up, but they're still about two tenths, I think, behind Red Bull. Yeah, definitely. I still think they're behind Red Bull. With Ferrari, I think they're right, right there. But I also think that there's still a lot of, there's still a lot of variables that we haven't accounted for. What does it look like on a street circuit? Are they going to be good down long straights? Like, I still think they have a level to grow by all means, but I'm not sold yet. Lewis definitely came across at the end of the race that he knew that the team lost first place today. In saying that, how do you think Lewis performed today? I think Lewis performed really well today. I mean, actually, I think he performed okay. When I think about it, he got beat on a lot of those on those um, those duels. Like, he got beat by Checo. He got uh, how Charles put him out, too. I think if Charles on soft, I think Charles wins that duel. Mm-hmm. I think he only beat that duel with Charles is because he had a broken wing and he was on hearts. So, like, when you thought about the way Lewis kind of played his angles and where he put his car, well, he lost twice. He lost twice to Checo, right? He also lost... Um, he lost to Norris at the beginning. Yeah, he did. Right? In a faster car. Right yeah. at the restart, but I think we both have said that they struggle on the restarts with their tires. I mean, sure, but my point is, is that yeah. has he looked strong? Did yeah. he look great? He yeah. had he had great moments, but would I say he was absolutely flawless this race? No, because his his car his tires were hard when he fought Checo. Were were hot or already hot? He lost his place to Checo. Mm-hmm. That's fair, but. Where his, his tires were hot enough when he made, made the overtake on Checo, then lost it back, right? Do you think... He also lost When it. I watched it, that duel, um, and also, honestly, like, I didn't look at the replay further, but it did look like Checo forced him off the track. But that's Checo's racing line because he was ahead. Yeah. And then... So, but you have so to that's be smarter one thing. than that. And then the other thing I would say is, Lewis, I think, overcompensated uh, for trying to be too... He was too safe. Yeah, but that's why I don't think he was great yeah. today. I think he was good. Because you he backed out of multiple moves, try, airing on the side of caution. I thought he could have been more aggressive. Yeah, that's why. I, if, if you find my analysis unbiased, I mean no. biased, that's fine. But I, I, That's why I'm, I'm siding with you on there. I, I, think, I, I think even when Charles got him in cops, cops' his corner or when, uh, on the retake, like I thought he could have place his car better and be more aggressive, right? So I, I generally think that he was good. He was great on that racing aspect in terms of raw pace, but in terms of dueling, I don't. I wouldn't give him a great, great grade today. I think he was okay. And yeah. then like when he passed anybody, it was mostly down the straights. Yeah. It's because his car was just too fast. So yeah, I mean, but that's Lewis though, right? He's really safe because he, th- he understands you got to take the car home. I think, I think George is a little bit more risky and I, I prefer to see that. Like, you saw it max it to Mick. I think Lewis needs to do a little bit more of that too. Definitely. So it is what it is. I think I probably gave, they should have. Lewis had a strong chance of winning this race. I, they screwed up with the first pit. I don't know if he catches Charles. I think he definitely finishes second if there's no safety. Mm. Like I'm ta- leave that stuff aside. I think he sh- would have come out of the pits and he should have split the Ferraris. Well, I'm talking. I'm not. I'm not bringing that in. I'm talking about. If we get rid of the safety car, because yeah. it's a team game, the pit stops part of the team, right? So That's I'm not right. discounting that, 
right? Ferrari's pit got them on flawless, 2.6, 2.7. That's, that's their advantage. But I'm saying, I don't know if he catches Charles. I think he passes Carlos for sure. I think, he, I think this was an easy two place for him if the safety car doesn't pop up. But I don't know if he catches Charles. Yeah. There's a good chance he does. But he was about six seconds behind him. So I don't know. So let's talk about just, uh, there's so much, so much that happened in this race. There are multiple firsts. So obviously, um, Carlos gets his first race win. Lewis Hamilton breaks the record for the most podiums at Silverstone, mm-hmm. 13. And Mick Schumacher scores his first points in F1. Mm-hmm. That's a big milestone for Mick. So, he drove really well today, though, when you saw him. I like I liked how aggressive he was against Max. Love that. Now, if he was got in an accident, we'd all be here We're saying... We'd on him. Yeah. I Get mean, the points. Yeah, but... I think I think he he played it like directly on the line. Anymore, he would have been too aggressive, but he was like, "Okay, I'm going to pull out right here." So I thought Mick drove really well today. Um, Bottas, I mean, Bottas looked terrible in qualifying, and obviously he had a car issue. But I don't know what's him losing up to Joe Vettel scores points again. It was just consistent. yeah, and I just want to say like with the with today's points, Mick Schumacher gets ahead of Albon. And Stroll. So now Haas is... And he's only one point behind Joe. So how, how much points does, uh, does Mick have? He got two to four today, right? Four today. That's big time for Mick. And um, the only driver that hasn't scored is obviously Nicholas Latifi. I mean, Latifi looked pretty strong. He did. The he just obviously... We all know that that car is close to two seconds off the pace. Like, once he started dropping, I thought he... Drove a good race. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think he was going to score at all, though. Like, you just knew that it was going to drop off. Yeah, I, I, I didn't care. Like, I'm like, you're not scoring points no matter what. But like, also, ton of DNFs today. I think six cars didn't finish. Well, Joe, George, Ocon, uh, Albon, Gasly, and Bottas. Yeah, that's six cars. Wow, a lot of cars didn't finish today. Wow, does that diminish the value of a win for you? Or not a win, but points. Because Bottas... Um, Bottas, Ocon, Gasly, Russell... Those are all guys that are faster than... Yeah. Uh, and you know Joe. What? That's like five guys that are faster. It's how... It's, that you gotta, it's all part of, the, part of the sport, so... That's not what I asked, though. Yeah, I, it doesn't discredit... I said, does it me. diminish your points for, for Mick? No. I think it does. Like, he... he it was such a wild race, and six, car, six cars DNF'd, and all six of those cars are... Five of the, out of the six cars are, ha- are faster than you. So to me, I'm going there and say, I'm lucky. I got a little lucky. But I mean, it takes luck when, you, when, when your car's that bad. Actually, no, I'm not letting him off the hook. Haas has a good car. So no, it doesn't take luck when you have a Haas. If it was a Williams, then I, I'd be okay with it. But Magnuson's shown he can score points without all this crazy shit happening. Yeah. So for me... Yeah, it discredits it for me a little bit. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Just because so, he's in a Haas. I think it's just part of racing. Like, it happens. But I'm you talking need to about, be I'm talking lucky about the, to win a race. But is his, can his car, car score points, yes or no? Well, we've seen them at the start of the season score points, and then the car fell right off. But, so, I would say it is hard for them to score points. But but they've all... But when he, when he got in an accident, his car was going to score points. Like, he's been able to score points when there's been a lot more cars on the grid and there hasn't been as much luck. You understand what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, he's like, made mistakes. My thing is, situ- like, I, I, it doesn't discredit it for me, but it just makes me question, and like, what are you doing, really? Yeah, like, okay, he got his first points today. Great. Congratulate him. That's amazing. But let's see if you can do this now with all 20 drivers on the grid. Like, yeah, like I mean, you you've got the monkey off your shoulder. Like, now it's time to... Well, you saw it with George, right? George had, couldn't score a point. When he scored a point, then he scored multiple times yeah, last year. Like, so you just got to get but it the off. Re- But the thing is, the Williams was not even in the league of this Haas. No, the Haas... And the Haas is even still far superior to the Williams. The Haas is... What, fifth? It was sixth or seventh best qualifying pace? Definitely. Behind the Alpine? Williams is dead last. Yeah. I mean, last year they were dead last too, yeah. right? So, like, the Haas is at worst sixth or seventh. It's probably seventh behind Alpha Male and thing, or maybe it's eighth with Alpha Tori, but that's all in there. So, yeah, it, it doesn't do anything for me. I'm glad Mick got it done, but I, I wonder if Latifi's contract is now more into negotiations, like if they're open to it because of his strong performance this weekend. I doubt it. I hope not. I think the, I think it's pretty obvious, and that's another thing that we need to highlight on this um, 
episode is another terrible performance by Daniel Ricardo. Yeah, I didn't really pay attention to Daniel. So here are the facts, right? He started off in what, 14th, 13th? Um, he finished the race second last. Second last. Did he have un- any unfortunate breaks with pitting and all that stuff? Nope. Yuki spun out. So he started the race, I'll tell you right now, I think he in started, 14th. And then he finished the race in 13th. Yeah. And there's only 14 cars that finished. It's like, that's my the whole point with like, Daniel Ricardo, I think is completely given up. Like, not given up, just does not care. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. They talked a little bit about it um, in the pre-race of like... Well, they talked about it with Lando, right? It's just... I don't get it, man. Today, you look at the results. You look at where Norris finished in six. So what don't you get? Why he does it? Um. Well, I'm just... I don't think there's a future with McLaren and Ricardo. Well, I think they're moving forward with him for the end of next year. I think they're going to let him like actually fulfill his contract from what it sounds like, right? Yeah, I think I think that's going to happen, but I don't know if he has a... F- Who wants to work with Daniel Ricardo in the future? I would if I'm Haas. Daniel Ricardo's larger than life. How much money does he bring you? How many jerseys does he sell? But we all know that's... T- like, think about it. In... Almost two years from now, will he still be bringing that kind of money to It's a, a business at the end of the day, yes or no? It follows performance, too. I feel like a lot of his sponsors and stuff are all based on... Danny Ricardo is not sponsor-based. He, he's popularity. Every People love Danny. You love Danny off of Of course. The, he's charismatic personality. So, but who's but, the thing? Who do you want? K-Mag or Danny Ricardo? Like, and you have to factor the whole thing. Danny Ricardo is going to bring you more publicity. He's going to sell more Haas kits or whatever you want to call them like acid martin if vettel retires who you want to pick up you want to pick up a young guy sure but i, th- I think he williams would be lucky to have danny ricardo that's the thing is like i think also too we underestimate driving styles danny ricardo's been public about how this car doesn't fit his driving style so you know maybe he finds a resurgence on a different team where it's like I, I don't think he's ever going to be great, but I think he still has a seat in F1. Like, he's still better than... He's still better than a lot of... He's still better than Albon, in my opinion. He's still better than Latifi. He's still better than Stroll. Um, he, I think he's better than Mick, and I think he's better than K-Mag. And I'm pretty sure he's better than Joe. Like, he's, what, 14th? 13th, 14th? What, in the standings? No, I'm talking about, like, overall. Where would you rank him? Where would you put Danny on your list? I put him like 14th. Yeah, that's where he sits on the points. Yeah, so <laughs> at the end of the day, though, we understand style makes fights, which is no different than your car style make, helps a driver because it's well-documented. Checo looks strong this year because the car is fitted tor- towards both drivers. Like, this is not a f- heavily favored Max car. This is a car that Checo likes as well. And you, it's documented how Checo last year had a very tough time translating to Max's setups. For sure. Right, so... I think it's hard to just write him off because remember when he was in Renault, he was what fifth in drivers championship and that's on Renault. I mean, he took the team to fourth. So kind of like it's, it's, it's hard for me to just say he won't have a seat. I think someone's going to take a gamble on him, but he has looked bad. I won't discredit that. He does look really bad. I think as much as we can say there's yes, 1 million percent different cars and setups are more favorable to some drivers than others. But then you look at a guy like George Russell, who can be like a chameleon. He can get into any car. It yeah, seems but George Russell is a world championship level driver for most people's opinions. Yeah. Right? yeah. I mean, and you, I think you, that's the issue you, with Danny Rick thought, is there's still this, this somehow the, kind of like thing around him that he was. But I think that's once, in your head. I don't think Danny Ricardo is like a high level driver. I think he's a mid pack to low mid end. So I, I, I think he can fit in on one of those teams. Like I think a lot of the Formula One world still puts him is is confused because they think he's this. Well, a lot of people want to wonder where driver. his performance went, right? And that that's the question: is where the hell did Danny Ricardo's performance went? I don't think you've any, already put him in the lower stratosphere. I've already put him in the lower stratosphere, so I don't expect anything more. Yeah. So he's if exactly you what, expect him to be in number fourteen, then it's like okay, well, yeah, he like can if, stay there. Well, you're comparing George Russell to. 
Danny Ricardo. Right? It's like comparing Valtteri Bottas to George Russell. They're just not in the same, same stratosphere. Right? There's guys that are just good drivers, which I believe Bottas and Ricardo are. And there's guys that actually have world championship yeah. level talent and a killer mentality, which I think both of those two lack. See, a lot of people, I, in my opinion, haven't reclassified Ricardo. I mean, that's on you, though. And that's You've why been I'm talking saying, about like, it for the last year. Are sponsorship dollars really going to follow him when at some point in time they're not going to be? But Danny Ricardo's not based off performance. What's his, what, what is his life? What is his brand based off of? Shoeys, the, the of course lifestyle. popularity. But if you ain't doing shoeys because you ain't, th- I think at some point in time results do make a difference, irrespective of your personality. I don't know, man. We'll see. I don't know. I mean, Michael Schumacher, he stunk it up at Mercedes in his last year. Yeah, right. I mean, so like, you could say it's, when you're the arguably the greatest of that sport, it's a little different. Yeah, I, Michael Jordan yeah, came I, back and was bad. Still had. It's like when you're the goat. Yeah, so I, I still different. think, and I think he his brand doesn't has never been winning though, right? If his brand is winning, then I would agree with you. But when has he, when has he ever been a solid winner? Never. He's won nine nine Seven, races, eight races, eight races. Yeah. So when has he ever been a winner? Like Lewis Hamilton, if he started losing, his brand is based around flowers, unicorns, and puppies now. So he's still gonna sell stuff, <laughs> right? Like peace and love, right? Like yeah. reality of it. So Lewis is transitioning his brand after the sport. And I think Lewis is a genius for that. That's what people don't look at Lewis as. Lewis is a genius because he's no longer about, I want to be world champion. It's like LH44. I want to push the next generation to things. So he will, he will be relevant towards, he's now positioning his marketing brand towards something other than racing. Definitely. I mean. So he's a genius of how he's, how he's shifting his brand rather than just like, I'm the best driver in the world. Yeah, <clears throat> I think that's been... Lewis has been doing this now for years in the transition. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. He's been... He's very... His his marketing team is genius transitioning out of just being just a driver or this world championship level driver. It's fashion. It's, you know, LH4. I mean, he's... It's Mission 44. It's all this different stuff. what he's stuff. pushing, man. So I, I think Lewis's team is genius. And Danny's team is just, just genius too. They have the whole world... Other than like a small percent thinking he's some great driver. <laughs> they fooled all of us. They did. Well, they never fooled me because I was just they like, fooled he was never the, good. the biggest, uh, biggest trick ever. So, so who's your dri- driver of the day? My driver of the day was, was Checo. Mine is Checo too. Yeah. I think that's easy call. I mean, you picked the easy dragger. So I don't. Both our draggers DNF'd. No, you picked Lando. Did I pick Lando? I thought yes. I picked Gasly. No, you picked Lando. You took the cheapest yes, route. Yes, I did. Just like when I took Lewis when he finished right. in the 12th. That's right. I took you Lando. You took Lando. For some reason, I thought I'd take Gasly. But no, yeah. because you, you picked Gasly for have, showing up in Q, Q3 mm. in, in, during qualifying. I picked Yuki, but I think, you, I think Yuki had a solid... Up until his spin, I think Yuki drove pretty well. <laughs> until he, you know, he lost it on the radio. <laughs> it was his fault. So I have funny. to go back. Was it his fault? Like, did you He's watch the one it who got times? the penalty. Did you watch it enough times? I didn't watch it, but when I saw that he got the penalty, Listen, it made me laugh. I, I don't think penalties tell you the whole story, though, right? Because, like, it could be 60-40, right? It could have been 60% his fault. So, um, but I, I'm guessing it's more of his fault, but I think both of them played a part in it. But Yuki's hilarious. How much joy did you get just listening to max's radio calls i i don't i no longer have a disdain for him to lose because he's proven he's a world champion um i'm just more happy to see a more competitive championship fight we haven't even talked about the fact that it's almost less than 30 points between the championship battle now is it it's not 30 points i said it's almost 30 it's got to be at um, least 50 it's 60 34 points. points is it only that small yeah between Max 181 and to 147. Oh, Checo. I, I thought you were talking about like actual like Ferrari and Red Bull. No, no, no. no. The driver's championship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we've talked about that enough. But but I told you that though. On one of the pods, I said, all it takes is for one DNF to this would be a fight again. And literally it's a fight again now. Because Max only scored like maybe six points. But yeah, I mean, the, the Red Bull fight is going to be a fight all year. Because this is not the first, this is not the last issue Max Verstappen's car going to have. And Checo got screwed last race, too. Agreed. So it, it's definitely a fight. But it's not a fight with Ferrari anymore. I think Red Bull, I mean, the question to you, has Red Bull, like, is Red Bull the clear favorite? 
Red Bull is a clear favor for the constructor. They have to fumble the bag. They have to have so many reliability issues. I mean, their car is better. You agree with that? Car is better. I think their driver pairing is better. Oh, for sure. I think it goes Max, Charles, Checo, and then Carlos is a far four. Yeah. And I think their team is better. I think the Red Bull team is just... The Red Bull team is predominantly the best team with pits. They're just a better team in general. So I'll say that Red Bull has advantage, but... Man, Carlos, we can talk about it, but he just looks weak. I know he won a race, and I want to credit him, but... He fumbled today, too, with Max. Like but, he's that's so not even, but, but leave that out of the equation. Charles made him look slow. Charles made him look slow with a damaged car. Yeah. The so best like, was like, oh, we're going to fight, and then they're telling him, like, you got to get this 13, sector time. Well, and then it was just like, nah, just swap the cars. Yeah, it was 32.2. <laughs> and this guy had a damaged wing, so it's like... When I, when I just keep rewinding it, it's like anybody that had Carlos at the beginning of the year is like, has got to been switched. Like it's Charles and it's not even close. It's, not it's even really close. not. It's just, there's one that's a race car driver and there's one that's a driver. Even when, um, when Carlos did fumble to Max, I think they went to the pit wall and Benato's face was just like, you could see he was an So was the thing angry. is though, isn't there a lot of wind out of that corner? Like, remember when they got spun Yeah, but of- everyone has to deal with the wind. Yeah, that's, but... You're driving. But like, that's not the point. Remember he what... Took ma- his, he, didn't he take his foot off the throttle too early? I, I don't know, but I'm saying... You, you remember that corner that three people spun out of? I think it was it in Australia? Yeah. Right? Or Barcelona? I know what you're talking about. Sometimes that happens. I, I think you got to be a smarter driver, but, you know, that stuff happens. I don't, I don't really care about that. I don't think it's pressure. I think he just, like... Yeah, I, I'm not going to build that up to pressure. I think a little bit of wind, maybe he misjudged it. But we shouldn't even be talking about pressure. The point is, is that Charles Leclerc just looks like he's in his own class. That's the whole point. It's like, I don't care about the pressure part. For sure. It's not even, it's not even a contest anymore. That's the thing also with Charles. Like, he's had such a... He has shown why he's great. Um, but he's had a disappointing year from a reliability, from a team standpoint. Charles has been great. Everything else has not been well, great. Yeah, I mean, today was his mistake, though. Yeah. When he ran in on the inside and he damaged his wings. That was his fault, too, right? Like, I'm not going to sit here and say Charles isn't making mistakes, but he's just a better driver. Like, I think the gap... You know how we talk about the best driver pairing? I think the biggest gap lies in Ferrari. Like, there's a gap between Lewis and George, and then there's a gap between Max and Checo, but there's even a huge, bigger gap between Charles and Carlos. And I will say this. Like, I said on the pod that... I want to see Lewis destroy George this weekend, and he did. Like, in terms of qualifying. Yeah, and his through stuff, practice, through quality. He, he made George look like where George should be. So, I, like, because they're finally confident with the car and he's not testing, I hope that's what it is, or he put the optimal setup on his car, but it didn't look like George was in his class. It looked like George was Checo to Max. It Definitely. looked like George was in a different class than Lewis. Definitely, and I think, you know, it's pretty, it was very... Well documented that Lewis was spending a lot of time trialing things for the team. Um, I get, I it, it seems like that's not the case now. Yeah, and I and I hope that's not it. But if that if that's what it is as of Silverstone, then if George beats him in the next three races, I don't want to hear about people saying it's because Lewis is trialing shit. You know what I mean? Like th- this is the breaking point. I think Silverstone for all, a lot of us, you included, was Silverstone is we'll see what Mercedes is made out of. Their car is probably about. On even with Ferrari, I want to say. I, I'm not sure. I can't look at the data. And I think they're probably about 0.2 to 0.3 still slower than Red Bull. I think Red Bull still got a gap when it talks to raw pace. Um, and, like, especially going on straight. But we'll see, what, we'll see what Lewis does for the rest of the year. I'm looking at Austria, Red Bull ring. It's like a big circle, basically. It looks like a fast track. It's a fast track. It's got, and there is one, two, three, almost four straights. I've driven on it through F1 2021. It's fast track, trust me. It's, it's going to be a fun track. So Red Bull should dominate this. this, this there's track. so many straights, so it should be Red Bull dominated. But then there's also these high-speed corners. So we'll Yeah, I, st- I, th- I think Red Bull is going to dominate this track. I mean, this is also Red Bull's home ring. We saw what they did to Mercedes last year. Like, they, they embarrassed Mercedes on, on, oh, on those two absolutely races embarrassed like, them. It wasn't even close. But this year, that's one thing we really haven't seen unless I'm forgetting, right at the, the top between one and two, we haven't seen huge gaps. 
Like last year in no. Austria, Mexico, like when it was favored a different team, there was a huge gap between one and two. Yeah. No, you're right on that. I don't think there's been huge like, gaps. Who, you go to Mexico, you lose by a whole minute. You're like, how are you even competitive? And then they go to Jadad or Exactly. S- and then win those last three races. Like, yeah. uh, well, not Abu Dhabi, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I will say this. Um, I think the cars are a lot more even this year. I think we'll see bigger gaps next year. But I also think it's because Max and Charles are both on their game, like, big big time this year. I'm not saying Lewis wasn't last year, but there's just not a huge gap between them. And the drivers, I think, are pretty close. I think Max is the best driver in the world as of right now, but I think Charles is right there with Lewis and Max. Like, it's not that far off from what he's shown. You yeah. can only go off what he's shown, right? That That's the thing. I can't discredit... I can't discredit Charles for bad strategies and reliability, right? And the thing about Red Bull is when you when you kind of break down Red Bull season right now, they've had reliability issues or Max has been dominant, right? The only race where Max didn't win that he was like pretty much was his fault was Monaco, I think. And then Baku, he didn't win Baku either. That was, who won Baku? Was it Max? Max won Baku, bro. Max, Checo, George. Oh, yeah. So he, what race has Max hasn't won? What races? Monaco. Um. So obviously Max won Canada. Max won Azerbaijan, Baku. Uh, Perez won Monaco. Verstappen won Spain. Verstappen won Miami. Verstappen won Italy. So the only race he didn't win. Australia and Bahrain. Well, those he DNF those races, exactly. but because he didn't win Monaco, it's because you can't really race in Monaco. Like, let's be honest. You can qualify in Monaco, but you can't race. So, Max is the best driver in the world right now. Right? So, it, it, that is what it is. I want to ask you, too, quickly. How do you feel about Alonso's race? I thought it was stellar. Steady. Like... It's very steady. Alonso just continued... Like, Alonso belongs on the grid, man. Yeah, and he's, like, 40 years old. And he's gonna he passed them for the most miles ever driven by an F1 driver, uh, Kimi Raikkonen. But I will say this, speaking on the midfield, what was McLaren doing? They didn't pit Lando, and then they ran him back around, and they yeah, gave and then track that's position. why he lost to Alonso. Yeah, they gave up track position. I think he had two laps before they pitted him, which was absolutely ridiculous. It's, no one knew why they did that. Yeah, it's stupid. So, you know what? Honestly, did they do that with Danny Rick? Maybe that's why Danny Rick finished last. I, I didn't, No one paid attention to Danny Rick, but that's something we'd have to look at, too. But I, I wasn't a fan of... I think a lot of teams didn't make smart pits this today. I, I didn't. I don't understand the pitting, but they have more data than we. You do. would think, like, with everything they know, they would be better. Listen, we could be completely off. That's we don't. Right. Lo- we don't look at the tire. The the tire. And thing. also, like, Mercedes has never been good in the pits. Why? I just think their cars just been so dominant, so it's hidden that stuff. I just think, like, how can you be bad in the pits? Like, you practice. You have resources. Like Red Bull. Oh, I thought you were talking about pit strategy. Yeah, I mean, Red Bull probably spends a lot of money focusing on it because like, that point eight can get you somewhere. Mercedes has never looked good in a f- damn tire change. Yeah, I mean, listen, Red Bull was doing 1.88s last year. That, yeah. that, that point four of a second can win you a race, right? And even today... When you, even when you think of Monza last year. Lewis lost Lewis a second a, today. Why did Lewis got into the accident? No, he lost a second and a half. It was 4.2. The, their average is between 2.6 and 2.8. He lost a second and a half. It's crazy. Right? But when we th- when we kind of wrap it all up, it's like, <sighs> think about Monza last year. Yeah, he doesn't get in that accident if he has a good pit. No, because he just gets off and he just leaves Max in the dust, right? So, and he wins the championship. But in general, like, even with um, Secure, wrong tires on George. Then you think about um, Valtteri and Monaco last year. Like, there's a lot of, like, disasters at Mercedes in terms of pitting. So It just makes me wonder. I, it does. It, it, it makes me wonder why Mercedes doesn't poach. You're the best constructor for this decade last decade and you can't figure out the pits well they're the best constructor because they built the best car not because they have the best pit they've their car has been so dominant so you don't have to look at things like that you can lose 1.2 seconds on a pit but when your car flies a second faster than anybody in 20 2018 or 2019 they were they weren't as dominant in 2018 because ferrari was there but you know when your car, car is a second faster yeah, than everybody you, you don't care about pits you don't care right but yeah i mean could have also won last year if their pits were better. Yeah, hypothetical. Where do you think George finishes if he didn't stop his car and he continued his car at the back of the race? I think he would have uh, 
finished just behind Alonzo at six. I think he would have passed him. I think he would have finished right behind Lewis. Okay. Here's my thought process because he's going to run long. He was going to get the benefit of the safety car. He's going to get the benefit of the safety car. So he'd be at the back of the pack. And you know who's going to run long? Waiting for a safety car. So I think he would have run, ran long like Checo did. And boom, he would have benefited from a safety car. So I, if there was no safety car, he probably finishes eighth. Seventh or eighth. So he probably finishes exactly where you think he finishes. But I think it's really stupid that he left his car. I mean... From a racing aspect. From a racing aspect, but when you see what happened an to Joe, like of course. that... I'm, man, that I'm not mad at it, but yeah. I said, why turn off your car? For sure. Right? Like, but, but even if you look at the flip side, like, why would the FIA take his car immediately if he says, leave my car? Yeah. I'm going to start it back up. Yeah, it was... It's it, honestly sh- shitty situation. But even then, do you think he makes it back to the pit with one wheel off? Yeah. I don't. I think the car's going to occur so much. He was at the beginning of the yeah, lap. Yeah, I don't know. When you look at the rear tire, like, there was like, no tire left. There was no tire. So, was he going to float on three tires? And then he might damage up his floor. Because you see how low the floors are this year? They're like an inch off the ground. Bro, a lot of times the floors look like they're just dragging. Yeah, so, with one wheel, like, his car's getting damaged. So, I don't even know if anything happens. I don't different. think he would have got to the... But, I mean, what he did was right. I'm not... Scolding for that. I don't know why he turned off his car. Why not just leave it in neutral? I don't know if you, if it's a rule where you can't leave your car while it's I, I think off, even if he left the car right, I'm not sure if he can get out and get back in. No, he it, that was the issue. His car didn't start. Oh. He, he couldn't get the remote start back on. Then he ran back to Mercedes, they said, and they t- told him how to do it, but then it was already hooked up to Yeah. Him. But overall, it was a great race. I enjoyed it quite Silverstone a is amazing. It is we're back next week, right? There's no, there's, right. there's three next weeks week. in a row. Yeah, that, uh, it's a triple we're header? back next week. It's a triple header, right? And there's a break between Hungary. I'll tell you. Or is there a break between Paul Ricard and so we're Australian. back? I uh, know there's a break after Austria. Okay, there's a one week yeah. break. I'm assuming. Yeah, and then it's two in a row. Then two we're off to summer break. France and Hungary. Yeah. Great race today, though. Overall, I thought Mercedes would have finished second with better pitting. Man, I loved it. I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. I thought there was a chance Lewis was going to win this race. How do you feel about their pit strategies? We talked about their actual pit team. I don't feel like their pit strategies have been great all year either. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I honestly think that they've got it wrong in the pits. I'm talking about like, like today I was really happy that they made a call on the softs. And they told Lewis you're going on the softs. Mm-hmm. In the past, it's been like, oh, do you want me to pit, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's the talk. That's what I'm talking about. I think their pit wall hasn't been the greatest. I didn't like their pit strategy today, but I think overall that today was a was great because someone just made a decision, and you live with that decision. And sure. I'm surprised Lewis was scared to go on the t- with sauce with like ten laps to go. Yeah, I think Lewis just hasn't had like I don't know the car hasn't looked good on softs this year, but I think the car looks fine on softs. Like I said, it's temperature, but. Even but, when they but, but, pitted, but that's, but that's why relevant. did they put him on another pair of hards? But that's relevant, though. What are softs? These are C3s. Yeah. Which, but typically, they're in C2, C3, C4, which C3 is a medium. So this is technically the average medium tire for most races. Because most races run 2, 3, and 4, the Cs. Where with 2 being the hard, 3 being the When medium. he first pitted, did they not have another set of mediums? They did. But they put him on hards. No, he went on a. Oh no, they. He went on. He he went on branding meetings to start the race, and he went on another pair of mediums. So he didn't after have the restart because I was like, there's less than twenty laps to go. He can just that wouldn't matter. Medium. No, they could have put him on the ones he started on because that's only one lap in. Yeah, but um, I don't think I had to do with softs, man. You got to think about it. The last race, if it was running C two, C three, C four, that was the mediums. C three was a medium last race, which he performed well on. So when you say softs, is it C fives? Maybe C fives. But C3s they've performed well on, which was the the which was a soft tire today. Compound speaking, right? But yeah. I, I didn't uh I was just happy that they were very concise with the decision. We're going on soft your boxing, we're yeah. gonna go for it. That's what I was happy about. Yeah, there wasn't uh, the back and forth no that we saw was, in Miami. Was, and they had what, like I think twenty seconds to make a decision. Because Charles had eleven seconds, I think Lewis is about five seconds behind. So it was like boom, 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 which was great to see. Box, box, get you in on the softs, go for the win. Ferrari really dropped the ball with that. Like, they had more than enough time. Well, I think as a leader, it's always harder. 
Because you're giving up track position. Yeah, like a leader. Like we saw what happened with Lewis in Abu Dhabi. Like I, I'm not going to blame the leader, right? It's when you're like behind is more. It's hard. It's, like even with Lewis in Hungary last year, like I don't blame him for staying on the intermediates. Yeah. When you're leading, it's your... Track position's everything, yeah. right? So it's hard. When you're following, it's easy because you're reacting. Yeah, you're reacting, right? So I'm not mad at that, at Charles. Um, I think it was a great call by the Monte Carlos though. Um, hindsight, yeah, switch the softs, but... You know, you can't really say anything because he was he was leading. That that's it's the hard call, right? So if nobody else pits and you give up track position, then you're screwed. You drop down what three spots, and you just like you. Yeah. And then if Lewis, like theoretically, if Lewis holds you off, right? Let's say Lewis holds him off, then he gets four seconds behind Carlos, like happened today. Then you can't catch up to Carlos. Also, the theor- the other theoretical thing is what happens if you have an issue pitting, For and sure. you lose track position and you don't even get back out or whatever it is. So, but anyways, overall, it was a successful race weekend. It's a great race weekend. I think uh, for McLaren, I think it was a good result for our, for us. I think Mercedes had their best result that like often that probably could have happened other than George being DNF. Now that this is three straight podiums for Mercedes. This is the best result for Ferrari as well. Right. In terms of Max's yeah. down in statings, you finish one four. So that's 37 yeah, points. Yeah, you maximize your points. Well, they maximize, but they're close. And then, um, yeah. Lewis got fastest lap, which is good. Lewis had great pace all race. So Lewis is at, what, like 80 points now? Because he was at 66. So he was at 77. So now 77. he's uh, in the 90s. So he's close to George. He's only about 20 points, behind, 18 points behind George. 15 uh, Lewis is 93. George is 111. So yeah, 18, 18 points. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Sad for my boy George. Are we still going to give him the Mr. Consistency title because he DNF'd? I mean... Until he loses the fifth place. Like, should they count that streak until he actually think DNFs? You, he doesn't lose the consistency thing, but he does lose a streak. He loses a streak, but I'm saying, will, will you talk about his streak when he finishes a race, though? Yeah, I count. Like, he's, he's the Mr. Consistent. No, that's my whole thing. Is like, you know how I said Vettel had a point until up until last race and every single race that he finished? I'm going to keep that for George and see if he yeah. can... F- like top I'm not, five when he finishes. The watch is still alive for me. I I don't count his streak like in in actual terms dead yet until he finishes a race. Agreed. Cool. All right, we'll see so you guys. Uh, Red Bull Ring next week. The Red Bull Ring next week. That's right. We have a uh, might have a long race ahead of us. We'll see. Can you imagine Red Bull's up by forty seconds? With like, I ho- I hope not. I hope not too. We'll see how uh, Mercedes looks in quality and. We'll see what the weather looks like. Sounds great. All right. We'll see you guys uh, in a couple days. Peace.